Hey guys, everyone, welcome to the social distancing slash quarantine podcast. <laughs> Depending on who we are, um, we have the full team here. Just chat. This one's going to be a very laid down um, type podcast. Um, EJ, we start with ladies first. Welcome. Thanks for coming on. Um, all of us are different parts of the world. EJ is obviously United States. To me, G, thanks for coming on. How are you doing? I'm good. Yourself? Good, good. Um, hola, all the way in Ireland. How are you doing? We're holding it down. Holding down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll start. Uh, we'll start with ladies first. Uh, EJ, um, what have you been up to? How's How's it going with you first? It's been good. I mean, I've been busy. The social distancing thing. We're trying to do it, but you know. We've not been mandated to do it yet by the state, so we're we're just doing it on our own. Obviously, I'm still going to work. I'm a quote-unquote healthcare professional, so we still have to show up and um, handle some of these COVID cases that we're seeing at our hospital. So um, my job is just to find the right drugs, which doesn't exist right now, but hopefully we'll get there. Um, okay. Right now, we're just taking care of patients, but yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, anything new you've been up to, hobby-wise, DJ? Hobby-wise, I have been, I mean, watching TV, you know, catching up, on, like, in my spare time anyway, catching okay. up on some some new shows on Netflix. I haven't watched any sports lately because there's no sports to watch, so, okay. you know. Yeah, I don't want to do that likes to go back in time, like everybody has, everybody has been doing. I, I know, people are getting nostalgic. I saw someone watch the Invisible games, some of the Invisible games for Arsenal. I'm like, I'll be okay. I'll do other things. <laughs> okay, okay. So you want to share an example of one show you watched, a new show you watched recently? Um, I watched the, what is it called? She Made is on Netflix. It's about okay. um, Madam C.J. Walker. It's pretty good. And um, On My Block season three, I think those are, I liked On My Block. So if you didn't like it, if you didn't like season one and season two, then maybe you won't like season three, but maybe you should get into it since you have nothing else to do. So go watch is On My Block. It, I saw, is, it, I saw, is, it, saw. is it a chick flick? It's not a chick uh, flick. <laughs> it's not a chick flick at all. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> it's a teenage show, but I feel like it tackles, I mean, honestly, it tackles a lot of teenage um, issues, but. It's interesting, so I think I think people should watch it. It's very very engaging. Okay, okay. So we, we go to the man that's that's the way. Ola, what have you been up to? Uh, we we've been on lockdown since last week. Um, the the T shock. The prime minister. It was actually over there in America. It was you know when they do St Patrick's Day, the prime minister in Ireland comes over to America. So it was already with Trump, and. Yeah. Um, I think that was around the time Trump was like, okay, he's going to ban, he was going to ban fl uh, flights from Schengen countries in Europe, except except for UK and Ireland. That's right. Okay. Around that period, anyway, um, the 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 instructions came through that look, everybody, social distancing, stay at home if you can. Um, so I've been working from home since um, since the end, like middle of last week. Um, luckily. The job I do at the moment involves a lot of computer work, <laughs> so okay. I, I scientific writing and all that. So, at the, but my company they're still open because it's a pharmaceutical product development development country. So they're okay. also 
they have to stay open because you know clinical trials are going on and all those so yeah so people who have to work in the labs you go to work but for me i am at home doing my work from home <laughs> in my pajamas <laughs> taking a break anytime i want i just go take take a break anytime i want just hang around but yeah i've been doing a lot of catching up on netflix too so a lot of okay yeah well, she's she's also at home mostly now. Like, well, from today, the, another announcement came that basically all shops, except except the non-essential shops, should open, and okay. schools are closed. Everything is closed. Everything basically everything is in lockdown except for just few places. So she's at home too. Uh, but sure. yeah, what what have you been watching recently? Um, well, that's a good thing. Netflix, the Netflix subscription, the subscription for Netflix is really, <laughs> I'm making the best use of it now. Like we, we finished, um, there's a show called The Stranger on Netflix. Okay, I know that. Yeah. That's a good one. We were just about to finish Line of Duty. There's another one called Line of Duty. It's really, really good. It's uh, like, it's a UK show, but it's like based on- say, Maybe it's a UK show. Yeah, 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 but it's four seasons, but six episodes. Nostalgic, um, okay, no nostalgic Liverpool watching, you know, you know, that's, that's kind of you guys' strength, Go, going back to nostalgia. <laughs> well, for nostalgia, that's the thing, you know, I, I, you guys will notice, maybe even in the Facebook, um, in, the, in our group there, I tune out from football often, I, I, you'll see me, I'll be on the group, I won't interact much, I'll just read, I don't post a lot. So okay. periodically I do that. I don't let football overwhelm me, even normally. Okay. Normally, like like even when it's banter, banter, yeah, I'll enjoy some banter, but after a while, not. So I, I tune out of football a lot. Like I, when I'm watching football, I'm into football, but there's sometimes I'm just like, okay, you know, I don't want it to overwhelm me. So like I've not even watched anything Liverpool. I've not gone on any Liverpool website. I've not okay. any stuff with football. It's it's For me, it's just like, okay, Football is not on. Well, find other things to do. <laughs> so that's it. Yeah. That's good. I mean, it's always good to have a, I think, a, a complete, a complete life, in my opinion. And I just be a junkie sometimes, football junkie. Pucci, uh, how have you been? We, ch- we talk every other time, but yeah, how, tell, let our viewers know how you've been doing, what you've been up to lately, what is what fun thing have you been doing? Uh, I've been working in doing a work, but because my company also works in healthcare, so we have to be open and kind of like uh, what we do actually has to do with a lot of um, frontline people. And when I mean frontline, it's basically both the staff and the what you call it, the potential vulnerable people. Yeah. But given that the lockdown the state today, not the, uh, not lockdown for the state, state at home order for the county and the next county, basically the county I work in and the county I live in. So I think uh, personally, and then I also had uh, some travel recently, so I think I can work from home and I would rather uh, um, you know, explore that because I might actually be exposing more people if I um, continue moving around. So, for me, I've actually the best thing to stay at home for a while. So, that's what I've been 
that's what I'm saying regarding that. But I've been going into work. The worst thing though is that um, work has been busy and not busy in the sense that I've been doing other things because I've had time. There are not as many calls coming in. It's weird that it's because I have to do a lot of basically I do like admin stuff, so I have to do a lot of take a lot of calls. I have to speak to a lot of people. Nobody's calling like because it's like yeah. weird. Like somebody said that all of a sudden. You know, there's no ISIS, for example, is even on lockdown or you know, that kind of stuff. So nobody's calling in. But then all of a sudden, there's a backlog of stuff coming out. You know, there's this stuff we didn't do last month, you know, because there's always stuff we didn't do. So I'm doing a lot of that stuff. But it's kind of relaxed because there's no pressure of uh, like a, what do you call it, a time limit, you know, you don't have to do it right now. But at the same time, yeah, there's still some management here and there. Regarding um, hobbies, yeah, like Ola, I've actually zoned out of football a little bit. I've been reading more because actually I'm more passionate, weirdly, about politics and political history than I am about football. Where I am in politics, right? Shocker. Now, I was in football, like, <laughs> yeah, like he knows because like if we start talking about COVID-19 politics, whatever, I would probably spend the next hour talking about it right now because that's all I've done for the past month. And I have this weird thing of I I like to read, so but I don't really read large texts. What I mean, I don't really read, read large texts. I don't. I've lost the passion for reading books, but I, I love articles. So I can read 100 articles in a day. So that's all I've been doing. I've been reading this news report, that news report, that research, this one, that one, and before you know it, I spent four or five hours doing this, and it's really, really um, taking my time. When you watched, um, I haven't watched any of, I said, like, weirdly, I should be using my subs now, like my Hulu subscription or Disney Plus, whatever, but I haven't really used it for months. And I'm thinking of canceling, and even now, and I'm not using it because I've only watched Rami, which is a great show, you should watch it. And then I watched um, Guardians of the Galaxy again, yeah. as usual, that's I a classic. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then I watch end of the uh, what's it called end game again. So I've, oh. I've been on Disney a little bit more because oh that sorry, one, it's still new. Is Disney so Plus launched over there? It's it's launched over there now, yeah. Disney yeah. Plus. Yes. Wow. You, know, you don't have Disney Plus in Ireland? I don't think we have it here. I think they just they're supposed to launch it this week or something. Yeah, I'll check. It's been out since like last year. Yeah, uh, it's about six months here now, yeah. What? Okay, I better check that out. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it, it, it's good, it's good. It's, you know, yeah. the problem, of course, is there's just too many things. And, and but that's another discussion. There's just too many streaming options. It's nuts. I don't even okay. know which one to watch anymore sometimes. Or it which one like, to subscribe to. It looks like all of you have been having fun. That's good. That's good to hear. I'll just quickly say my, me being that football, eternal football junkie, yeah, I, I'm still watching football, and I never get tired of it. Uh, I, my three recommendations, and I think I put it on the Facebook group we are all in. Uh, my three recommendations, I've been watching Take the Ball, Pass the Ball. Uh, it's a, just a movie about the Barcelona Pep side from 2008 to 2012. I mean, that's if you like tactics, like I know a lot does, uh, but it does too, to an extent. Uh, I think that's a very good movie to watch, and just like the history of Barcelona during that period. I know we just, I mean, before, talks about your, your, a little bit of Johan 
I like to call him the father of attacking football, in my opinion, modern attacking football. Uh, talks about Johan Cruyff, talks about uh, Pep and how they play, the La Masia Academy, all of that. The other one I saw, more than a manager, if you're into emotional, more than the football story, a lot of people are probably seeing that. Bobby Robson, more than the manager, that's a really good one. The yeah. history of Bobby Robson, what he's done, people is inspired, that's a very inspirational one. I really recommend that one. The other one I saw, uh, said, don't take me home. It's history of Wales. Their journey in year 2000 and uh, was that 12 or 16? 16. 16. Yes, when the semi-final. That's a very good one. Just the stories behind it. You know, it's a really good one. That's what I'm up to, football documentary-wise. Well, there's there's a new show on Netflix, The English Game. Well, I, I I've not watched it, but it's, it's on my to-do list. It's just came out last week. The English Game. Oh, really? It's true of football, but they dramatized it. So uh -huh. like, our okay. was um, invented in the 18th right. century. Yeah, yeah the, the English game, yeah. They dramatize it, of course, Hollywood, Hollywood style. So they put some extra jar on top, extra, extra mm -hmm. topics. But okay. yeah, it's about, it's about how they drew up the rules for football oh, and wow. stuff like that. Yeah, English game. So I saw that, I think they said, well, I think it's this week. It's out this week, actually. So that's okay. good. Then Baradona. There's a film about Maradona I recorded, which I will probably watch in the next couple of days. Um, it was a journalist who went to Italy and Argentina to try and track down Maradona. And they have footage from Maradona's time in Italy. I heard about that. I, I heard about it too. I've, I've not watched it, but the reviews are really good. Like, so. Okay. so anybody, yeah, anybody, that. Yeah, anybody that needs their fix on football, uh, uh, movies and stuff like that, yeah. Maradona and the English game are my recommendations. Yeah, yeah. it's on. It's on, I think it's on uh, HBO. Yeah, on this HBO. one was, uh, was on yeah, channel okay. that I recorded uh, it. Yeah, dude, dude, dude. That's, thank you for saying that because I'm going to actually go and find a way to watch that because... Oh, it's quite good. It's quite, I, saw, I saw the preview for it. It's okay. quite... They found so much footage from the time in Italy around that time when the cocaine started, when they started doing the cocaine and all that. <laughs> yeah, I love. I I, I, I can't say it enough, but you know, I, I bet you guys understand because we all grew up in that time when we first started watching soccer. Maradona is that, you know, yeah. everybody went to Maradona when I was yeah. a kid. So no matter what, like I cannot argue he's the best footballer ever, but he's the one I love. He's my first love, like that kind of thing. Like, it's just something about him that just makes me yeah. feel like a kid again every time I remember him. It's because it's flawed. They, let, it's let, let, let me jump in. The thing about Maradona, while probably people like Maradona more than Messi and Argentina up to now, it's like Messi is too perfect in a way. Maradona is so flawed. Like the human side of Maradona is so attractive. Like the, the demons that he possesses in a way. <laughs> relatable. Yeah, it's true. That's why they love him up to now. They still right. worship Maradona. They still carry him. They, 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 have you seen him recently when he's coaching? They they put him on the throne in each match. I think that World Cup helped you, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Because he won the World Cup title. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you have that, I don't, I personally think he will be as worshipped as he is if he did with that World Cup. But, but yeah. uh, moving on, uh, EJ. So we're chatting about this. So tell us. EJ, EJ came up with a very interesting question. Uh, I'll let you start since you are the pioneer. So tell us two players from your from your team. Does it, I don't think you can ask me your team for football history, but if you just want if you want to limit it to your team, that's fine. Yeah, doesn't limit matter. it to my team. Otherwise, okay, okay. The other that, you like to be, that you like to be isolated with. So talk to us. 
Very briefly, I think uh, like just quick yeah. answer and just tell us why. I mean, I, I don't think it has to be players. Um, it can be just two personalities from your team. So okay, mine mine's definitely Wenger. I think I just need I need the stories. Like 14 days. Is that how long they're isolating people now? Yeah. For 14 days, like yeah. I just I know he'll have way yeah. too many stories to tell me. Just like I mean, it's 21 years and there'll be stories. And he's just so philosophical. So it'll be very, very interesting. So I, he has to be one of them. And the okay. second person, I know you guys are expecting to hear Aaron Ramsey. It's not him. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I had three people, maybe he may he may make the cut, but I, I only have two. So I will go with Henri. And I think, yeah, that's another person that I'm just like interested why? in talking to. Why? Oh, the guy. I'll ask him why. Everybody has to tell me that why. Right, right. He, I think he'll be very interested to talk to. He's very intelligent. And... He just, it's interesting because, yes, he won with us, but he pretty much won everywhere he went. So he's kind of one of those, like he won for France, won for Barcelona, won for Arsenal. It's, he's just he's just a winner. And I think, I mean, he's the most iconic Arsenal player as well. So I, there's no way I can't, I can't, I can't dodge him. But a distant, okay. a close third, a close second will, will be my boy. Hey! <laughs> 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 <But> <laughs> it's, to be serious, it'll be Harmi and Wenger. Okay. I'll learn French by the end of my time. I'm done. <laughs> you skipped your first guy. You skipped Cristiano Ronaldo. Who? You skipped your Cristiano Ronaldo. I'm going to forget about your love for him. I've never liked him. I've never liked him. There's an old running joke that, which is not true, but there's an old running joke that EJ is, is Peter Brexit, that EJ is a Man United fan, that <laughs> likes Cristiano Ronaldo, but ported to... I'm going to, I was going to be a little bit more, but bah, I'll be partisan. There's no way you can definitely go with uh, uh, Alex Ferguson. Okay, why? Uh, there's just something about him. The older I get, the more I realize, like, sometimes when we talk about football, we talk about stories. Um, the same thing with Arsene Wenger for Arsenal fans, I would say, and of course, uh, people like Del Bosque, but... His career was so special. And there's no story. There's nothing that happened in football. That there's nothing happening even today. Like for example, um, Klopp's unprecedented season. He's had this kind of experience. He's had the kind of experience of being one of the best teams in Europe for two years in a row. He's had the kind of time of the Mourinho kind of time when he was negative. He's had a time when he faced people that played all kinds of soccer. Like he's faced everything. He's rebuilt teams and so he's to me and this is because of the length of his career i'd say 
he's the complete manager in a way. I'm not saying he's the greatest ever. I, I would say he's the greatest ever, but you know, whatever. You can argue. I don't want to argue that. But what I'm just saying is he's the most complete football manager to me because of the length of time. So that I think I'll pick up more gems from him than anybody else in football. <laughs> um, to be honest, um, the other guy I would pick would be a very lefty guy, but I think because there was just something special about him. He's um, he's changed to football. To me, he was one of the people that if he had won, just like you said, oh my, I don't have, I've not won the World Cup. If he had won the World Cup, just that World Cup, he would be probably greatest footballer of two or three. And his name is Johan Cruyff. And also in, in terms of having direct impact in soccer, the amount of time Johan Cruyff played football at the peak and the amount of time he was a coach, just a little time, the amount of things he did, I would say he had more impact than any other football manager for a short, you know, what he did, Johan Cruyff turned was just once. But it's actually the basis of football dribbling today. Most people still use it as the, you know, that fake. He basically like perfected it. The the football possession football of today, he brought it in. He, he like married the total football that started in Holland and modernized it. So I'm, you know, he basically has an oversized imprint on modern football for yeah. the amount because he technically only won one Champions League. He didn't win too many league titles. So, so, so Buchi, I'm going to interrupt you there a little bit and just ask you, mm-hmm. why do you want to be associated with Johan Cruyff? Because like, that's what I'm telling you. They have so outsized you... performance. He's a okay. genius. That's just what I'm trying to tell you. Okay. And then he had star. Okay. He also was not just a footballer. He had star. He did. He had he did. star. Like, okay. Okay. you know, doesn't have star. There's nothing fashionable per se. Like, but that guy is like, you know, he's a fashion icon too. Okay. So kind of, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, All right. Tell me. Okay. Well, me. I'm going to be more practical because the question says, "Who do you want to be isolated with?" Yeah. And like I've said earlier in this podcast, me, I like to zone out from football once in a while. Okay. I'm going to want somebody who is going to be isolated with me, but I can talk with about anything, not just football. Okay. So in Liverpool's in Liverpool, um, in a, well, in a, I'm going to choose one past player and one current player. The past player will be John Barnes. John Barnes was like the first black player to like really excel at Liverpool. But okay. if you listen to him speak, John Barnes is a very intelligent individual. He is well-spoken, well-learned. He has opinions about everything. So you can talk, you can talk politics with him. You can talk business with him <laughs> you know the guy is versatile like almost all his interviews i listen to when i listen to his interviews i'm like wow this guy could have made a career apart from football in anything else he wanted like if he put his mind to it maybe he could have been a doctor self like you know so i want to be isolated with john Barnes. that's just because of course i like to hear about the football stories when liverpool were all conquering when we were winning things and it was a part of that major part part of that but because i'll be able to hold conversations with him about other stuff you know yeah. he's well, Leonard is well versed. So John Barnes for me, and um, the second person. When you are isolated, I think you guys will be very soon. Eh? very soon. You understand? 
Guys, you don't know what isolation means. Isolation means you're locked down. You barely get to converse with anybody else, uh, unless okay, maybe if you have kids or whatever. But if if it's just maybe only your partner or your wife or your girlfriend, things can get boring a bit. So a bit of humor. I'm going to take I'm James. Glad, I'm glad you are. You understood the question. That's the question. It's not. It's not Oh, great! That was the way I was expecting. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. I figured out what the question meant because isolation means that who do you want to be in lockdown with for like four or five weeks that like your head, your head will not bust. Your head is. <laughs> 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 the people I chose, I chose them because. Do you mean that? Uh, do you mean that? No, you don't have to defend. You don't have to defend your opinion. It's fine. It's your no, choice. I, my my still says. I I mean, I don't need a clown to be isolated with. But I get your point. I get your yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give my reason for James Milner. James Milner has played football in many clubs. He's also very intelligent. Yeah. Like, uh, and he has a fantastic sense of sense of humor. So when things are getting boring during your isolation, you can count on James Milner to bring some humor into the situation. He's a very practical guy too. And God forbid, though, if this isolation turns to the fact where we become like walking dead, maybe we start going outside to fight for food or fight for stuff. James Mina, at his age, is still the fittest player in Liverpool. Every season, when they come back for preseason training at age 35, he still beats everybody in the preseason test. So the guy is fit. So I need somebody like that isolated. <laughs> me. For food, ah, uh, James Mina. <laughs> so. That's a good angle. That's a very good angle. Like that you took it to. Uh, for me, you know, I like kind of thought the what I was thinking about the question, but I just wanted everybody to. I didn't want to be biased and influence anybody. So that's why I just let what EJ said because it was EJ's question. Actually, it's not my question. EJ said it, but then I, the angle I thought about. Oh, I like this. And I just kept quiet. So for me, number one is obviously my guy. You know. Me and uh, me and Bucci argue about him. We still argue about him like well, two days ago about him. PP. <laughs> Every time. So, a combination of Pogba and Uncle Pat, Patrice Evra. Any of the two, if I can form them into one person and be assisted with them for 14 days, absolutely. <laughs> all day, every day. Because for me, the way I look at isolation, like you said, is, you know, I want somebody where we can have fun. We can talk about life. We can talk about the experiences with a black player in this modern world. Talk about Uncle Pat, who because he's been, he was there when England wasn't as, I mean, it wasn't that, but England wasn't as exposed as it is now. You know, all the uniqueness of being black players in England, being a foreign player, those, those kind of things that played in England, and just the history of him playing with under um, Alex Ferguson and Pogba, the kind of person, he's just his personality, you know, why he's flamboyant, how he, how he maintains being mentally tough despite all the criticism and just does cares for his family and, you know, doesn't really care what people say for the most part. So just having someone fun, absolutely, that's what, that's why I should go with Pogba. The other person, a very, very, it's probably the most practical reason ever, and it's a very funny reason, because that was just an assumption, it's Andrea Herrera, because it's very weird, because Andrea looks like someone who can cook. <laughs> <laughs> He looks like someone who can cook like multiple. He looks, he comes across wow. to me like someone who knows how to cook like you know Spanish food, English food, like continental wow. dish. He looks like that kind of guy because he assimilates. And I say this because of my assumption comes because of Andrea as one player, one of the few players that he came and he assimilates culture of where it goes very quickly. He assimilates the culture, becomes part of it, and just like immerses it. So he looks like somebody who be able to cook. So when it's time for food, because I isolation for 14 days. 
I'm assuming that it's just me and these two players, you know, obviously my my partner is just, just me and these two players. So someone that can cook different type of dish and we can all have fun. Pogba is there for the fall of one and Era is there for the food. For the food. Try different dishes. Yes, yeah. just get ready. Get ready to make a lot of like TikTok videos dancing and doing God knows what with Pogba. Oh yeah. Absolutely, but, uh, I would do it. Because it's, you know, this life, because the thing is, it's an isolation, man. Everybody's trying to get away from reality and just have fun, you know. Yeah, I'll me. have one more I, thing. I, I see your points. I, I get it, but I still, I can't imagine changing my answer. I feel like should I not. have you should not. You should not. 14 days and I'll never, ever meet this person in any other scenario. There's no way. Like, it has to be Vanguard. It has to be Henry. Like, That's fine. And I, I feel like... Yeah, I feel like they have senses. They have sense of humor, anyway. I know Vanguard does, based on half the interviews he has given in his lifetime. Oh like he's, he comes off as serious, but then you know. And I, I think my personality would mesh with that. I think I, that would be good. I, it, I can, I can just imagine it. But no. I mean, I like to tune yeah, out. That's why, you know, just like Ola, I want to tune out from, you know, every day. So I just have fun and big personalities that I'll probably never meet for the rest of my life again, and they go like people like. People like uh, Alex, when you see those kind of people, obviously, yeah, it would be great being with them. The way I look at it, these guys have books, they have a lot of write-ups, a lot of things have been said about them. Like, their history is there. If you search deep enough, you can find out 50%. Obviously, they have nuggets that you cannot get. Anyway, I get all of that, but to me, I just want to have fun. I just let the 14 days pass. I just, like, have a good time. That's the way I see it. Anyways. Uh, my, own, my own personality is, you know, like, <laughs> if, if there's true. food, that's right, which is to Am say. I ready? <laughs> you know, like, I can walk at home. I, I don't, basically, I would, like, if they, if people like me, they should not ever make me walk at home. Yeah. I'm serious. What, a stay-at-home job is not for people like me. I, I, social distance is not a problem. <laughs> I see about four, five people a week. I talk to probably seven people every week. And I'm serious. There might be cross of mine or someone. And that's just it. Almost every week, race repeat. So there's Netflix. There's something. I'll find some fun. But what I want is that person that I can talk the kind of stuff I want to talk. Yeah, that's, I, why, I, that's I, why I don't like. That's why I don't like my guy Pogba. Go sit down. <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> like, basically, like. I'll so you don't like Pogba? Another podcast. I'm trolling him in a way. He likes Morgan, but we have, we have some conversation about that. Uh, so, stay with Gucci. What's the one thing you would change? And this is an idealistic question. I, you guys don't have to change the answers you had before. So, I, it doesn't have to be a practical thing. What's that one thing for you that's, that you change that's important to you? If you have the power to change it, uh, it would be um, I make football a little bit weird, um, so more, a little bit more socialistic. Okay. I mean, football is already a socialist sport in the sense that a lot of the money comes from a central pool, okay. but most of that money comes from you know like FIFA getting money to smaller nations. But what this thing has shown me, and I'm trying to make this quick, is that. There are rich leagues and there are small leagues, but they're all important because the implication of canceling this league, for example, if if the EPL tries to cancel the league and the EFL clubs refuse, they cannot. The EFL clubs have to agree because right. you know. But the reason why the EPL can hold them to ransom is because the EPL, even though they're suffering from money, 
will have a better cushioning effect than these guys. So what one thing that I don't like is the obscene amounts of money that keeps getting into football and it keeps running away at the top and it's running away from the bottom. It's getting farther and further away from the smaller clubs and it's running further and further away at the top. So if there's a way we could more try and put a cap on transfer fees or something, which I know it doesn't make sense, but maybe by finding ways to transfer more money to grassroots football, because that's my only the only thing I think about. Because we're talking about people earning five hundred thousand a week, two hundred million a week. So how can then we be talking about FFP? Because with FFP, you technically are going to have clubs that will never be brought down. Correct. Because Manchester United, the Real Madrid's, the Liverpool's, the Barcelona's, the Bayern's, they can never be brought down. And it's weird for me to have to say this, but this is not even about the Manchester United. I don't really care about Manchester I'm a United fan. But to be fair, if you do not put money into a club like Manchester, you would never have it. And Chelsea is a great example of this. Chelsea right. today exists because Abramovich put money into them. He had to. There's, you know, so if, if people are willing to put their money in and invest them in the long run, why don't can't they put their money in? In any other business, you let it, this happen. The only thing, of course, is that they will feel like there's doping at the top. So to balance the doping out, you put some money at the bottom. That's just what I feel to sustain that's, the game. That's a great point. And um, what my own kind of ties into that. So hold that thought. What what I have? Uh, who wants to go next? EJ, you want to go? Um, mine was less for the um money and more technical, I guess. Okay, yeah, I have That's two fine. suggestions. Okay. One, and you guys are going to say it's because we got kicked out of the Europa League the way we got kicked out, but I, I, I would say it's not because <laughs> of that. I've never agreed with, um, like, away goals being the tiebreaker. I think that should... Okay. I think there are ways to take care of that. One would be, let's go to Champions League because Europa League is boring. Champions League, after the first round, you know, you have your top two come out. I think the second round should have one game where the top team plays the second team. That's how they draw them, right? They draw them yeah. against each other that way. Let it be a home game for the top team. That's their advantage for finishing first. And then the other rounds can be two-legged, like kind of like the FA Cup if you draw. But other than that, it should just be one leg through. Or get rid of the, the, the uh, way go carrying the weight. That's, that's so weird. And, and I think the, the reason for that is outdated, so it can go. My second thing is this. Offside rule. Okay, no, it's not the offside rule. It's um, the VAR. You know, you guys know that I've been a very, I was very, very vocal about VAR. I wanted it before I even knew what it stood for. Um, but I think, obviously, there are some glitches in there, or there's just like human error that's still kind of making its way into VAR, and it needs to be curved. But one thing I know that's not human error and it's actually part of the rules is that thing I always complain about, the whole handball and the build-up build of play, the build-up leading to the goal. And there's a handball in there. And it's not handball, it's more like ball to hand. And it's not the one that directly caused the goal, but because they, it's the they, ball they to hand. They bring the play back. <laughs> they bring the play back. And it doesn't happen on the defensive side if it's ball to hand, it's not a penalty. I don't like that. I think I think you can see if something was ball to hand because they can see it on the defensive side and they don't call it. So yeah. I think that can go away. Especially when it's... I mean, every time to me, if a ball gets the ball... If a hand gets the ball into the goal, that's a handball. I don't care if it was unintentional. 
That's a word. Unintentional right. handball leading to the goal. I hate that crap. Yeah. That needs to go. They can figure that part out. I'm done. That's, that's, that's a good point. I agree. Because especially when, to piggyback what you said, when they have like seven, eight, nine faces of play and they pull yes. the ball back. Did it against, was it Burnley or somebody? I was like, what is this? Yeah, because Burnley, they, no, they scored a goal and so they are going and take it all the way back and yeah, give they take the it back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's like, crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. All right, what's yours? Um, it ties a bit in with Butchie's one. Um, okay. uh, if I, it, it ties in a bit with um, transfer fees, transfer window, all that part of football for me. I think it enables a lot of um, some of the corruption, some of the financial irregularities that we see in football. Transfer fees have gone obscene. And I think the, one of the reasons is tra um, agents, football agents. They has to be control on those guys. They has to be a, a control. I don't know. Maybe it's legal, or uh, if if there's something that can be changed about football to limit the influence of football agents, because I don't think there's any regulation on them. Those guys, they are the ones that instigate the inflation of transfer fees. And when 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 clubs have to spend obscene amounts of money just to buy one player, of course, eventually their, their finances are not going to be in order. So that's why it ties in with what Bucci is saying about money. The money in football not flowing around like proportionally, you know. Because, for example, look at Mino Raola. Look at look at what the damage that guy does to many clubs. Okay, we know that. Okay, yeah, some players are good. You have to pay high fees for them. But this guy, he goes into clubs. I'm just using him as an example. There are many of them that do that. They did it to Liverpool. There was an agent that did that for Ryan Sterling. They go, they instigate trouble because they know that their agent wants um, that the player probably wants a move. But then they'll disrupt the club where the player is at. And meanwhile, look at what Ryan Stein did like a few weeks ago. He was, was wearing, not wearing, he was putting on a uh, Real Madrid shirt. He put it on, did you see the cover on, on front of AS? Oh, it, it was like a few weeks ago. They interviewed him about Real Madrid. And on one shoulder, he had this Man City shirt. And on the other shoulder, he had the Real Madrid shirt. It's not Photoshop, real photo shoots. His agent's already drumming up a move to Real Madrid. And you know that if that move goes through, it's going to be like maybe 80, 100 million or whatever. Uh, I'm even talking nonsense. I'm sure it's going to be like 150. <laughs> it's going to be high. It's going to be high. Yeah. It's going to be 150. And that's the kind of influence they have on transfer fees. And then that forces clubs to live beyond their means. Because clubs will be like, okay, I need that player. I have to, right. I have to buy that player. They'll go and start bringing money that they don't have. And then you now start saying financial fair play, financial fair play. So for me, if one thing can change about football, it's about it's transfer fees and the influence of transfer uh, football agents on those transfer fees. Okay. G, hold on, hold on. I know you want well, to say that. Yeah, yeah, Liverpool fan. Mm. But sometimes you're the Liverpool, okay, no, no, there's another Liverpool fan like you because I hate all of you. This is <laughs> <laughs> the feeling is mutual, so no problem. <laughs> that we've been able to get along well, of course. I'm just joking, you know, but you know, you knows what I mean. But yeah. that Did thought, you? right? This guy, we're going to put it. Um, you already you set a trap for him. We'll catch him for 30 seconds at the end of this podcast. This thing you just said, he knows you set a trap for him, but please nah. go ahead. No trap. So, my own thoughts ties into everything two of you have said in a way. Mine is kind of slightly more idealistic. Mm. is what they do in Germany, right? The 50 plus one rule, right? I know there are flaws in the 50 plus one rule, but what I want, if there's one thing I could change, is fan 
in how clubs are run. I know it's super idealistic. I know it has some flaws. We've seen some of the flaws in Hoffenheim with um, what's his name, Cop, and some other places, you know, where they have, they know how to bypass 50 plus one. But just way which clubs have, where fans have more say, fans have more ownership in how clubs are run. That will change, that will literally change the dynamics of how clubs are run. Instead of having like this mega corporation or one person running the whole club, fans having more to say, fans having more connection to their clubs. Clubs have been able to achieve that in modern times. Are the clubs that have been the World World Clubs, Dortmund, you know, even even to an extent, most of the German clubs are the ones that have been able to achieve that and keep that to an extent, to an extent, right? Have, like I said, they have, it's not perfect. It's not a perfect rule, but just a way, a model where fans can have more say in the running of their clubs. I think that will that will that will be a game changer in the way clubs are run because most clubs, the way clubs are run now. To be, the fans don't really care that much. They just they patronize the fans when they want to do. But the fans don't. The fans. The fans. Sorry, the fans don't matter to them. Not care. Sorry, the fans don't matter to them as much. They don't really. Most of the modern clubs, you know, it's a big corporation. They just they try to sell you a product and they make you. They make you think that the product is greater than it is, and you are kind of hooked to the product because they know that your your need as a customer comes from your sentimental attachment to the club. So. That sentimental attachment that you have to the club is something that you get, you are not going to change. I mean, we always say you can't leave your club. Like they know this, corporations know this, and so it's the perfect vehicle for them to take advantage of fans generally. So that's one thing I would change, in my opinion. So hey guys, thanks for coming on. This was fun. Uh, EJ, this was fun. Keep you know fighting the battle on the forefront as you are. Bucci, thanks for coming on. You too. You're kind of fighting the battle indirectly. So keep up what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> A lot, you are fighting the battle like me behind the computer. There's no battle <laughs> we're fighting. I just, I just doing our jobs. But uh, <laughs> right. hey guys, stay, stay safe out there. That's our message. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Practice social distancing. Quarantine and self isolation, depending on what on where you are.